Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is November, no, September 10th. <laughs> I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. <laughs> September 10th, 2019. You got like a gap in your intro there. I know, I need to come up with something. Maybe a countdown to the playoffs. Playoffs, baby. We're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> countdown to the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, we got a game tomorrow night. No, Thursday night. What is today? Tuesday? Yeah. We've got a game Thursday night against the Panthers. By the time this comes out, it will be tomorrow night. Did you know we didn't get a Thursday night football game in 2018? Huh. Only a few teams didn't. We were one of them. I'm guessing the other ones were probably Miami, (laughs) the Jets, Cardinals. (laughs) All right. Fact check the follow-ups. Got a couple couple ones here from some listeners. Uh, Follow-up. Rarely even. On YouTube. Said that Devin White forced a fumble that was recovered by Carlton Davis because I was poo-pooing on Devin White saying he didn't really do much. I didn't know this, but he had tonsillitis and he's still struggling with it. B.A. said he couldn't eat last week. I didn't know that either. And Mike Evans was thrown up on the sideline. He had the flu. Uh, They said that there was a bug going around. I assumed it was a stomach bug. Surprised the media didn't jump on B.A. for that, just like they did Shiano with the uh, MRSA. Oh, yeah. It's too early. He hasn't pissed enough of them off yet. Well, he, he knows how to work the media. They yeah, like, I think so They too. like him to a degree, but they're still angry about the whole he who shall not be named departure. Fact check. Matt Stetz said that 49ers had three touchdowns called back due to penalties instead of two. He was correct. I had said two. We had two called back. So it could have been worse. For us, they could have had three more touchdowns. Well, their penalties were good calls. The penalties against us were bad <laughs> Total calls. Total nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arians, talking about the game, had said that in his Monday presser that Mike Evans did not run his hot route and Peyton Barber ran too far on the route, which caused the interception that Sherman got for the pick six. The second one or the first one? The first one. It's hard to keep them all in track. He also pointed out there was no instant replay at Raymond James Stadium. Oh, yeah. He was bitching about that. Yeah, he said, I'm going to go and talk to the guys on the other side of the building about that one. Keeping everybody accountable. There you go. That's the way to do it. I didn't realize they didn't have replay. Was it for this game? Every time we've gone, I want to say they had a replay, but I'm usually too drunk. I don't know that we've been since they got the new big screen. We haven't. So maybe they don't have their media all hooked up. We haven't been in six years. (laughs) Has it been six years? Yeah. No. Right? Because the that last be time right. we got married, or the last time we got married, we got married more than once. <laughs> How many times have we been married? I don't know. Maybe I should ask that question first. Uh, in 2013, that's when we got married. That's I right. Think that's the last game we've been to. Gosh, was that the last game? That was the Shiano game. I know. We didn't go to the we Lovey We didn't go game. for Lovey, no. And then we had the baby, and then that's right. haven't okay, really so, been able to go. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go this year at some point. <laughs> Because you said that. I know we're not going to. <laughs> I still want to go to a November game when it's not too, too hot. Sweltering hot. I know. It gets so hot there that I drink about $200 in beer and don't get <laughs> Which drunk. Which like three beers. <laughs> Maybe that's three the beers. reason you don't get drunk. And it, you just sweat it all out. Yeah. I remember, I think it was when we got married, standing in the line to get into the stadium. And I just about passed out. So hot. Yeah, we had club tickets, 
and we stood in the general admission tickets. In the wrong line. line. We were in the wrong with line. With the rest of you plebs. <laughs> <laughs> we, go, we go up there, and they're like, hey, you're in the wrong line. We stood in that line for like, like 30 minutes. It. Just sweating. Watching all the club level walk right by us. Yeah, they just walk right in. It's real nice. Once we realized that, we were like, oh, yeah. We got to go in the AC, sit on the couch. Club level is really nice. We spend most of the time outside, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Majority of the the time one time I came inside to pee or grab a beer or something, we scored a touchdown. It just furthers that I'm my thought luck. that you're a jinx. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Well, that's a- I need to go to the next one by myself. You so then we can that. really know. You keep I'm saying just that. kidding. It wouldn't be fun without you. Yeah, it would It be. would suck. No, it wouldn't. Who would bring me beer? I have to get up myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent the day. Oh, no, wait a minute. Are we doing news first? No. Do the review. Okay. We, we talked about that. I know, but I couldn't remember. Focus. Okay. So I spent the day going over the All-22. Came out last night. Uh, did the video for it. It should be up on YouTube where I just point out a few things. Like I said, it's not a lot of what went wrong or route running and all that good stuff. It's mainly just Jimmy and Joe's. That's what I like. But I can say this. And this might be... There's a couple of firsts here, I'm going to say. One... We were right in our initial thoughts. It was Jameis Winston. He was the problem. You think so? Oh, that's Everybody else has come out and said it's not. it wasn't him. It wasn't his fault. I don't know if it was as bad as we thought it was, but it was bad. It, it wasn't a good performance by him, and he was the worst performing player on the field for us. So I would say it was his fault that we lost. Wow. I mean, we were in it up until he threw that... Screen pass to Dari that got intercepted and brought back for a touchdown. And that was totally on him. If you watch the video I showed, uh, I know Tree did a video clip showing him. And Arian said that it really wasn't Winston's fault too much. He should have thrown it in the dirt and everything. This is true. He shouldn't have thrown that pass. But worse than that was there was two guys open that he could have thrown it I knew you were going to say that. Yes. This is his problem is That's he does it. not see open receivers. No, he does not know how to read the field. And there's a lot of that in this game. I think I've got four or five clips of that issue with him. That's the number one thing I wanted Arians to fix with him was being able to read the field. You know, see when receivers get open. He just has a problem. He just stares guys down. He, he's... Got it in his head who he's going to throw it to, and that's that's who he throws it to, no matter what. And then he also had the happy feet, which is another thing I wanted Arians to get rid of, and it actually seemed a little bit worse because our offensive line played really well. I was really impressed. This is the first time in all the years I've been watching film with Donovan Smith where he had actually more good plays than bad. Oh, wow. First time. I mean, he has some bad plays, but he has some good plays, too. I, from watching the game... My first impression was that Bosa just beat the mess out of Donovan Smith all day, but that wasn't true at all. I mean, he pretty much handled Bosa. Good for him. And the rest of the line looked really good, I thought. What about Dotson? Dotson looked great. Really? Yeah, the only issues he had, I mean, of course, all offensive linemen are going to have a snafu every now and then. But, I mean, he did a really good job on that right side. And he had those two penalties, which I'm going to call PS on. Of course you are. Well, of course I am. <laughs> well, this game was the refs sucked. They just sucked bad. Sucked bad, bad, bad. And we get this way too much. We get too many games that the refs have too much influence over. That intentional grounding call was just insane. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, when the when a quarterback throws the ball at the end of the end zone, they never call intentional grounding on that. And as a matter of fact, Jameis Winston did the same exact thing about a quarter later. Same exact play. Didn't... Get intentional grounding for that one. 
I've never seen it before where they throw intentional grounding when the quarterback throws the ball out the end of the end zone. And there could even be an argument being made that Cameron Brake could have caught that, or, you know, he was throwing it to Cameron Brake, or whoever was back there, I can't remember now. But, you know, I mean, it was high. It was obviously a throwaway, but, you know, the, the guy was in the area, whatever that means. I mean, that's totally subjective, you know, in the area. There was a receiver back there. Just never seen anything like that before. So what are you seeing that nobody else has seen, or what is everybody else seeing that you don't think is a factor as far as it being Jameis's fault or not. Because what I've heard today and yesterday was that, oh, upon second review, maybe three or two of the three interceptions weren't Jameis's fault. One maybe was. The OJ interception where he threw it to OJ Howard and it went right in his hands and it popped out. That interception was not necessarily Jameis's fault. But if you watch the video I post on YouTube, he shouldn't have thrown it to O.J. O.J. had two guys surrounding him. It was a good pass by Winston. It hit him right in the hands. But there was a wide-open guy over on the left. Totally wide open. So not great decision-making there. Not great decision-making. All right. Let's talk about the other one. The one with Peyton Barber, where he ran the route. Looked like a little curl to the side. And he, he goes up and he turns around. And Sherman is about five yards behind him. Winston throws the ball to Peyton. Sherman steps in front of it, or no, it, it goes over Peyton's head, and Sherman catches it and runs it in for a touchdown. Now, right there, Bruce Arian said that Peyton Barber ran three yards too deep and that Winston made the right call and threw the right pass. But when I looked at it, I stopped. I put this on the, on the video. If Peyton Barber would have stopped three yards sooner, it would have been a bad pass. It would have went way over his head. It was actually closer to where he was at, but it was a timed route. And that's the one where Arians also said that Evans didn't run his hot route. So it was a bad decision by Winston, I think. He threw the ball before Peyton turned around, so it was a timed route. It was a bad pass, if you ask me. It just looks like a bad pass. It was over Barber's head, landed right in the arms of Sherman, ran it back to the house. And if Peyton would have been three yards closer, it would have been further over his head. And then there was the interception pick six that we just talked about, the screen pass to Dari. He should not have thrown that pass. He should not have thrown it. He got he was off. His balance wasn't good, and he just tossed it up, which that happened a lot. Where he was off balance, throwing the ball. He shouldn't do that, man. You're not Matt Ryan. You can't do that mess. His footwork was bad. He had one pass. The one pass that he threw that was almost intercepted by Quan Alexander, he tripped up on Jensen's foot as he was throwing. It wasn't Marpet's? Uh, I, I think know. I've I, seen some... Pictures of Marpet. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think it was Marpet, and his foot got caught up. But he shouldn't have thrown the ball. After I mean, you see him; he stumbles and he's on one foot, falling backwards when he throws the ball. Shouldn't have thrown it. And also in that one, I think I'm not sure. I'm just going from memory here. There was another open receiver that he should have thrown to instead. A lot of that during this game, which is you know that happened a lot. That's happened a lot with Winston since he's been quarterback. He just doesn't see the field. There was a couple of really bad ones in this one. A couple for touchdowns. Man, he just totally missed. He didn't even see them. Now, another one with Mike Evans throwing his arm up. Mike Evans threw his arm up. We've said this last year on the podcast. Whenever Mike Evans throws his arm up, I don't care what's going on. You throw him the damn ball because he's open right then or immediately thereafter. That guy has a knack. He knows when he's going to be open. And he doesn't throw his arm up. You know, you see that with a lot of receivers. They'll throw their arm up. You know, like, throw me the ball when they're covered. You know, they just want the ball. And they're not really open. They're not really open. Not Mike Evans, man. Every single time he puts his arm up, it's a huge gain. He's he's open. But Winston never sees it. That's got to be frustrating for Evans, too. 
So at what point do we just say this is what Jameis Winston is? Take it or leave it. Next game. Two more, maybe. But if Arians has been talking to him about this stuff, which he's got to be. He's got to be talking to him about this. You know, stop with the happy feet. Read the field. And do some damn pump fakes. <laughs> you know, God, I wish I wish Winston would, would do more pump fakes, play action where he really gets into it. You know, tries to fake people out. He just doesn't. We haven't had a quarterback that does that. Freeman was the worst at it. Freeman never even tried to look like he was faking a handoff. He'd just stick his arm out. A lot of times he'd stick his arm out without the ball in it. <laughs> he was horrible. He was worse at it. But we haven't had a good quarterback like that in a long time that you know does pump fakes and good play action. But Arians has to see it now in a live game that he's coached and he's got to get on Winston. And if Winston does that crap again Thursday night, then Arians has got to seriously think about there ain't no fixing this. You know, and then and then maybe give it one more game. I don't know, but it can't it can't be long. We keep we just can't have this. I mean, the guy he's he's great. He's got a great heart. He wants to win, but he's just making bad decisions. I wonder if he has ever given up on a quarterback like that. Not in the, I don't that we think know so. of. But you know, somebody tweeted that Carson Palmer had a pretty bad performance when he first came to the Cardinals. I don't know if his week one with Arians was that bad. I know they lost. But I don't know. If but Palmer's I think it was just the beginning of the season. He was just looking like garbage. I vaguely remember that. But this is a pattern with Winston. This isn't something that you know it just crept up in this game. This has been going on ever since he's been our quarterback, and it is frustrating because these are things that are easily fixed. It just seems like when he's on, he's on, and he can bring you back in a game. He can win it for you. But he can also lose it for you in spectacular fashion. Exactly. And it's just a lot of it sometimes is bad luck, too. He's just not very lucky. <laughs> no, Buccaneers should never count on luck. <laughs> we are not a lucky team. Uh, luck will come our way one day, but we should never count on it. I was hoping that you would give a little more hope to the people that are done with Winston. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that are I can understand. very upset with this. I can understand totally. Done with him. When I cut him. I was really thinking that when I was watching the All-22, because this happens all the time. We watch the game. We get an impression about what happens. Then you watch the All-22, and you go, oh, it wasn't exactly the way I thought. No, this one was exactly the way we thought. Which I, and I went into this going, oh, man, I'm going to get to see what really happened. You know, did Winston get a lot of pressure? Is that what caused the errant decisions, the bad throws or whatever? Nope. He, he had great pockets most of the night. I mean, there was a little pressure here and there. But considering we went up against what? But the, the 49ers have four number one picks on their defensive line. And, you know, they didn't they didn't do hardly anything. And it's not like he was getting the ball out fast. Now Garoppolo was getting the ball out fast. I don't think he had I, – I haven't timed him yet. i, I got to go through and do all the time of throws. But I don't think Garoppolo had a single three-second uh, pass, you know, where he dropped back there and sat there for three seconds. I don't think not once. I mean, they played the outside edges constantly. And they were quick passes – and we did a good job defending them. And we did our defense did really good. When we had some missed tackles, we had a couple of busted up plays, but thank God we weren't playing Matt Ryan or Drew Brees because they would have ate us up on that. Garoppolo didn't see a lot of those busted plays, wide open receivers. And he also threw a lot of bad passes just off the mark. I mean, there was a couple where the guys were wide open for big yardage and he just threw a bad pass. So there we go. We had some luck. We had lucky that Garoppolo wasn't playing well. Our defensive line did not get the pressure I wanted to see, but again, they were just getting the ball off so quick. That's really what did it there. Uh, Sue had a pretty decent game. He made some plays. That meet in the middle. Meet in the middle. Vea didn't do as much as I wanted him to 
to do, of course. Uh, and he had some 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 tough times. They were putting him on the ground quite a bit. Really? Yeah. I, mean, were, I wonder if he's just not in game form yet. It, it kind of does remind me of how he was at the beginning of last year. Coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Not quite getting his footing yet. Yeah, he got knocked to the ground a couple times. There's always a double team. There was a couple triple teams on him, too. That, that I don't think they like him a whole lot. As a matter of fact, I don't think either one of these teams liked each other a whole lot. There was a, there was a little bit of push to shove going on there. Uh, back to Devin White. Again, I yeah, I didn't know he had tonsillitis and all that good stuff, but I, I just want to see more out of him. He made a couple of mistakes. He made a couple of decent plays, but really nothing was splashy. He missed one tackle that ended up, this was in the fourth quarter, going for the guy ran for 18 yards. He ended up stiff arming Devin White, and Devin White missed the tackle. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, and he got 18 yards, and then there was a penalty on the end of it for a hit to the helmet, lowering your helmet, which is a BS call, of course. And so that tacked on another 15 yards. So they went from their 30 to our 30 in like a blink of an eye. I uh, do want to see more out of Devin White. He just he looked uncomfortable, didn't really do a whole lot back there. Uh, the bullshit penalties, intentional grounding, the holdings on Dotson, they, those were just insane. OJ fumbling, that definitely wasn't his fault. That got punched right out. I mean, I got. Oh, yeah, perfect. they were doing that. Didn't we lose another fumble like that? Those dudes were just punching it every time. I can't remember who it was. I think it was 53 that was doing that. Yeah. But yeah, they were going right for it. Was it Peyton or Rojo? I swear there was another fumble where they did that or an attempt in. I noticed it during the game. I said, he punched that out of there. It was funny. It was a Whitehead or a Carlton Davis or somebody tackled this guy and they were laying on the ground and he started punching the guy in the arm. He was punching the ball. He was trying to get the ball. I out. think he was hitting him in the arm. He was trying to get the ball. Yeah, but he, I think he was punching the guy in the arm. It was funny. They're just laying there on the ground and he's just like hitting him. I was like, how was that not a penalty? Uh, Levante David played very well. Oh, they've had some stuff on him on Buccaneers.com about how well he did. Yes, he played very well. He looked like he was back there. I think the most he allowed on a run, like with all the tackles that he had, was four yards. That was the most they got on him. Yeah, he was weaving in and out of guys and making great plays. He was seemed to always be there doing that ball hawk stuff. That's good to see. Whitehead had a really good game. I like him. He showed up in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He had, I want to say, three or four plays back-to-back where he stopped them Wow! single-handedly. It was really good. And this was when they were backed up in their end zone. He just kept rushing and rushing and getting them. He did have one play where he screwed up. I can't recall what it was now. I think he got confused on his coverage. I can't, I can't remember what it was. I should have wrote it down. Carlton Davis didn't have too good of a night, though. He, he, he messed up quite a bit. Yeah, and he cost us a couple penalties. I, he did make some plays, I think, during the game, but... That's one thing you can say about our secondary, man. They were flying all over that field. Yeah. They were flying. And we we did have some missed tackles that I didn't like to see, but it's no Mike Smith defense no, as uh-uh. far as that goes. Yes. I mean they, <laughs> they, they were We gotta count our blessings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See the positives. And we ran a crap ton of two tight end sets, just like I said we would. I can't believe we had Tanner Hudson in after. I know, that really surprised that me. That was weird. Was Au Claire in any? Yes. He was in for a lot of blocking. But we ran a lot of them. I haven't counted them yet, but I'd say over 10. Of our and offensive why plays. wouldn't you? Yeah. With OJ and Bright. Yeah, it really confuses the defense because they don't know if you're going to run or if you're going to throw. You know, when you you look like you're in a jumbo formation with a stacked line, and the next thing you know, you got three receivers going out. That confuses the defense. What do you think overall of OJ's performance? OJ Howard? Yeah. That's pretty good. He missed some blocks, some key blocks, but then he made some good blocks. Uh I, I thought he I thought he played well. 
I, th- I thought everybody played well, except Jameis. If, it, if Jameis would have just had an average game, we would have won, no questions. Our defense played well. There's nobody on our defense that I say they screwed up bad. Carlton Davis would be the closest one. There was a pretty funny play. I think this was Carlton Davis. I, you, you have to watch the video on YouTube. I can't remember exactly. But he's lined up on the left side of the defense. And you see one of the linebackers, I think it's David or, or somebody, motion to him to get, get on the other side, get on the other side. So then he runs to the other side, but he doesn't quite get in position. And then they run to that side. David comes in, misses a tackle. The guy goes out of bounds for like five or six yards or something like that. But then David gets up and you see him yelling at Carlton Davis. Pretty sure it was Carlton Davis. And he's doing this this chopping motion. It was like their signal. He was like, you were supposed to be doing this or whatever. But yeah, he looks pissed. Wow. I saw an interview with him today in the locker room and he looks so seasoned. (laughs) I <laughs> say old. Just and not old. She got great Like beard. a very, no, no, just a very veteran present. Like he looked, you know, in the beginning of the, his career, he looked very sheepish in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. Kind of like uncomfortable. This, he was very confident and, huh. yeah, Levante. Levante, my boy. But yeah, the whole defense played well. Uh, nobody played exceptionally well. Uh, Whitehead would be the closest one, I'd say, that, you know, if you were going to give a game ball and a losing game you give it to whitehead uh but they all played well you know that's i'd say above average uh, same thing with the wide receivers the tight ends the offensive line i was so impressed with them they just did such a good job uh, Jameis winston just you know he just he crapped a bed man all right question and it wasn't like every play he was screwing up yeah and as a matter of fact it wasn't even really until late in the game but it was like like right at the, the middle of the third quarter or the, the fourth quarter, somewhere in there, it just things just started going to hell in a handbasket. Like one thing after another. Yeah. It all kind of snowballed. It, yeah, it was like almost every offense play we had was just bad after that. I looked at the targets versus actual receptions for all the throws James made. So the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends. He was at like a 43% completion percentage with the receivers. Everybody else was fine. Everybody else was 70, 80%, the running backs and the tight ends. So is it the deep balls or is it the tight ends? He could make completions because they were check downs. They were the shorter yardage. I'd be interested to see what the wide receiver targets were as far as how far were they. Yeah, he he did try a few deep balls and missed. Of course, there was the one at the end that should have been pass interference. God, that was uh, NBC Sports even had an article today about how that was a really bad call. They just totally blew it. Even on replay, they blew that one. Yeah, that was that was just, that was just bad. I mean, you could say, like Bruce Arians said, that they considered it a hail mary, which it wasn't a hail mary. Who who throws a hail mary to one receiver? No, and Winston was off. Balance there. That's the one play where Donovan Smith got beat and Bosa got around Winston's feet, I think, if I recall this correctly. And Winston threw it as he was falling backwards, and so it went really high and it was really short. Mm-hmm. If he would have thrown it properly, if he would have had a good pass, that would have been a touchdown. Evans had beaten Sherman, but Evans had to stop and actually come back a little bit for the ball. That's when Sherman climbed on him, got yeah. all up in his grill. Horrible play. But there was a couple of plays where you know we tried the deep balls and it just didn't didn't connect. It's just so weird. We were so efficient last year throwing the ball. A lot of that is Mike Evans, you know, being able to catch those 50-50 balls, you know, just throw it up. And I I just don't think he was feeling too good. So he wasn't playing at 100%. And also we don't have, 
Humphreys, who was a little catch machine. But if you go back, if you watch that video I did, you can definitely see the routes are good. We're getting open receivers. Winston just ain't seeing them. It's annoying. And it is such a it's a, a big difference in the routes they're running now and they the routes they were running with cutter. I thought it'd be a much more similar thing, but it, it, it does appear that they're doing a lot different route running. Is it more complicated? That's also something that I've seen as his system is complex. So sometimes it takes players a while to get acclimated to it. Yeah, I would have to say there's much more double moves and tricky routes than there were with Cutter. We, I mean, we got to remember, Jameis has been with Cutter his whole career. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Jameis throws timing routes, especially to the outside. He's really good with timing routes to the outside. But I think this... Offense has more timing routes than Jameis is used to. Don't know. We'll see. It's just one game. Did you notice the first 30 plays that B.A. stepped in? Now, he said in the uh, press conference, I think before the game, I'm pretty sure it was before the game, that he was only scripted 15 plays. Oh. Why would you do that? Don't know. Maybe to give them time to adjust in the game. But he said that they were scripted in the first 15 plays. But no, I didn't look at them. I need to go back and look at that. Another eight hours. Of analysis. <laughs> uh, stuff like that's quick. You know, it's the, I, I don't really look at the the routes and the play design and all that as much when I'm doing the analysis because I'm really about beating your man. You know, who's getting beat, who's making good blocks, who's running good routes, you know, who's getting off of blocks, who's getting thrown to the ground. Those are things I look for. But going back and, and looking at the routes and the play call and all that, that don't take that long. You know, you just have to flip through real quick. Each play, I got to go back and through the, do the time to throws, count them. I'll do the look at the first 15 plays to the scripted plays. Probably write them down. Maybe we'll put them on the website. All right, so that's what I got for the game. Uh, if you get a chance, go check out the YouTube video. We got some Buccaneers news. We do. Mike Evans and his wife Ashley are expecting another oh, little one. Fantastic. She put that on, or he put it on Instagram. She's on the sideline. Of the game, like holding her stomach. She's not showing at all, so mm. I don't think it'll affect the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> they timed it perfectly. It'll be right in the off season. Uh, I wonder about that, too. The guys whose wives have babies during the season. Now, the labor and delivery, that's one thing, but then you're dealing with a newborn. And how does that affect your sleep, your recovery, all that stuff? Quite a bit, I would imagine. Yeah. Babies ain't nothing to shake a stick at. You're a zombie for the first six months. They are all consuming. I I know you didn't know about this beforehand until we talked about it right before the podcast, and this has nothing to do with the Bucks. But you hear Antonio Brown is getting sued for rape. Whoa. Yeah. What was it? His personal trainer? Personal trainer. Yeah, I read the brief or the motion, and they got some compelling evidence. I mean, they've got actual text messages of him admitting to jerking off on her back. And, of course, his side is saying that they were in a consensual relationship for years, and this is just they're just trying to extort money because she owes all this back tax money and all this good stuff. So we'll see. Sounds ugly. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise if it gets settled out of court and just disappears. Yeah. That Antonio Brown, though, man, talk about a shit show. I, st- I was, wish he was still in Oakland, though. That just make it more entertaining. They looked really good Monday night. You I heard, yeah. No, I went to bed, but then I get up and Denver lost. Yeah. How'd that happen? That was a good game. Uh, that Saints game was really good. Yeah. That was a good game. That tackle, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, where he's body slammed the guy? Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, and then somebody asked him about it after the game, and he said... 
the ref told me I couldn't tackle like that. And he said, uh, I guess I'll just touch him next time, like touch football. <laughs> and well, Andre Hopkins, he's a small guy. You know, I mean, when he wraps somebody up, he's got to put body weight yeah. into it and do all that stuff. I don't know what the issue is. It's contact I sports. Like it. I know. That's what annoys the shit out of me with this player safety nonsense. Yeah. It's a freaking contact sport that they get paid a lot of money to do. They're going to kill it. They, They're going to kill listen, it. Listen, dudes do stupid shit for free. Yeah. All the fucking I'm time. telling you, guys would play foot. Guys do play football for free. But I, I'm saying, you know, all these guys out there making millions and millions of dollars playing this game, talking about, oh, you know, I need retirement. I need a pension. I need medical coverage, CTE, all that stuff. I'm like, dude, step out of the way and let somebody else play that does. It's not going to cry about all that stuff. I mean, you know, there are guys that will play professional football right now for a thousand dollars a game, for fifty dollars a game. There are guys that'll do it for free. That'll be good too. So you know, this they're killing the sport. I mean, I don't even watch kickoffs and punt returns now. Well, we talked about this. I mean, it's just a shit fest. It's a flag every time. Nothing ever happens. I mean, once out of every thousand kicks, somebody might return the ball for 10 yards. They killed that part. I mean, they used to be really exciting. Kickoffs and punts were exciting as heck. Now, boring. They're a nuisance. There was a, there was a penalty. The guy called a fair catch, and they threw a penalty. Was that in our game? It's it. oh, it one of the games we watched. Was it the one where he ran it? He called the fair catch, and then he caught it and ran with it? No, this was a guy. It was a touchback. It goes in the end zone. He got called a fair catch, and they threw a penalty for, I don't know, somebody blocking in the back or something stupid. But my whole point is is that now kickoffs and punts now are all either fair catches or penalties. And that one was a fair catch and a penalty. Yeah, sometimes both. Just a waste of time. Just get rid of them. If they're going to do this, just just get rid of them. All right, what else we got? Speaking of injuries, Justin Evans was finally put on IR. He's eligible to return in week 10. And according to Jenna Lane, his return is contingent on whether he elects to have a procedure done on his ankle or Achilles injury. I don't even know how he's still on the team. I don't either. That's what I keep saying. But maybe this way he doesn't count against the 53. And then we re-signed... Triple A. Safety, Andrew Adams. That's right. Just in time to meet his best friend, Cam Newton, <laughs> he's on called, Thursday Night Football. He's called Triple A because he had three interceptions against Cam Newton last year in one game. Yep. He t- didn't he tie the record for interceptions in a game? I think it was Rondé's record. I don't know. Fact check. Dang it. You're in charge of that one. <laughs> See what I get for opening uh, now, what, Wasn't he, he was signed with somebody else, right? Yeah, he went to the Lions and then they waved him the end of preseason. That's good. I'm glad to see him back. I liked him. Me too. I'm really excited to have him back. We got rid of Caleb Beninock. All right. A lot of Bucks fans were rejoicing and kind of making light of this. I actually have a soft spot for Beninock. Not that he, I get the frustration with him because I was equally frustrated. That right guard position in general was just a mess last season, I thought. Yes. Between him and Evan Smith. Yes. But he was like the fan base's favorite whipping boy. Mm-hmm. So that made me a little sad for him. He was on Reddit for a while, and then I think people gave him such a hard time, he stopped going on Yeah, yeah. To the subreddit. So it's just a little sad to me. Well, good luck to him. Yeah, he's he was waived, so he'll be subject to... Oh, he's going to get picked up, no doubt about so? it. think so? Oh, yeah. Well, they were saying they were getting calls for him. There were reports that Jason Light... Well, then why don't we trade? Huh. Maybe nobody wanted to give up anything for him. Yeah, I thought he had improved quite a bit as a blocker the past uh, year. 
But, oh well, he's gone now. He's an enemy. Hopefully he won't go to a division rival, or hopefully he will, depending on how bad you think he is. (laughs) We signed an offensive tackle, Josh Wells, who came from the Jags. He started nine games of 39 in his career. He came in the league in 2014. Perennial backup. Yeah, so maybe... They're looking for depth at the right tackle position is what I was thinking. Well, then why'd they get rid of Ben enough? Because they didn't like that depth. <laughs> he wasn't deep enough. It was too shallow. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to do some game film on Josh Wells, see what he's got. All right, let's talk about this Carolina game. This is a big game. This is a big game. Big game. I'm scared about it now that you said what you said about the San Francisco game. What about Jameis? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe we'll just run it a lot. <laughs> That'll be the answer to his turnover problems. Well, you know, Jameis has had this problem his whole career. And right now he's under a lot, a lot, a lot of pressure. He's, you know, he's on a contract year. He's not going to be re-signed if he doesn't play well. Uh, he's under a new coach, new offensive coordinator, new system. He's got new receivers other than Godwin and Evans. So, you know, he's got some excuses, but he's getting... He, the, the guy's got to step up. I mean, if he doesn't perform better, then he's going to be gone. I think he will. I think he's going to, you know, he had the jitters last week. And who knows, he might have even had the flu or tonsillitis or whatever's going around over there. I think Bruce Arians will get him straightened out. One thing I did like is how Bruce Arians kind of took pressure off of Winston by not dissing him in the pressers. And then Monday he came out and took a lot of pressure off Winston by saying that, you know, a lot of those bad throws weren't his fault. So, you know, that's good. I'm going to take pressure off of Winston because he doesn't seem like he's performing well under this yeah, if pressure. Yeah, exactly. If the pressure is getting to him, you kind of alleviate it. Like you said, you know, he can come back and he can play lights out and you, you have the confidence that he can win a game for you if he gets it back and you a four-quarter drive. Or he can come out and totally crap to bed and ruin a game. And that's what he did last, last week against 49ers. And when he came out, we, we were down by – what was it, three? I can't remember. Six? No, by six, we had two minutes left. He got the ball, and I thought, oh, this is it. We're, we're going we're gonna to go down the field. We're going to take time off the clock. We're going to score a touchdown. That's the game. Matt Gay is going to kick the game-winning point after. And then he goes and throws that stupid— Immediately kills that immediately. drive. Immediately. And you're like, what? what is, what is this? What is going on here? And that's the Jameis that you get sometimes. We got to stop that. He's got to get level-headed, just calm, relax. You remember when Cam Newton, me and you used to laugh all the time because Cam Newton would get frustrated as crap, and he would put the towel over his head, mope on the sidelines, and then just play like crap. Once you got him frustrated, and that's kind of how Jameis Winston seems to be. It, but when Cam Newton got really calm and relaxed, when was that? 2016. I would say. Was when he they the, started getting on him the, about the year the they towel. went to the Super Bowl. I think they went to the Super Bowl in 15. Okay, so it was 2015. He was just calm and relaxed. And, you know, he didn't do that crap where he patted on the sidelines and all that stuff. And he played great. And that's what we need Jameis to do. Just, you know, throw the ball away if it's not there. You know, don't 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 worry about taking a sack. You know, if, if you got pressure coming on and you move in the pocket, you don't feel like you've got to run to the outside every time you even think there's pressure coming. You know, just learn how to move around the pocket to get sacked, to get sacked. Hold on to the ball. Don't make stupid decisions. Just start calming down. Yeah. He looks panicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got those happy feet. Just nuts. So hopefully against Carolina, you know, be able to sit him down. Maybe be able to feed him some liquor before the game or something. That'd probably make him play better. Less 
frantic anyhow. Last year against Carolina, the second game, he had a great game. We won that one. Yes, and that was the game where we totally changed our offensive game plan. It was the only time I remember us doing it that year. Like mid-game? No. We came in just throwing quick short routes. Oh. You know, that's not Cutter's MO at all. No. And we did that that whole game and beat the mess out of them. Like we surprised them. They weren't expecting that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about he who shall not be named. We're going to name him. Volda McCoy. <laughs> Obviously, this is a big game for him oh, and for the Bucks. He's been all up in the on ESPN and NFL Network talking about Ugh. this game. I haven't even watched any of the interviews. I'm pulling stuff from Twitter that people have retweeted. So... One comment is that he's already talked to the Glazers, and he plans to retire as a Buck. That's fine with me. I don't care. He ain't getting in that ring of honor, though. <laughs> Go to the Carolina Panthers. What is wrong with you? He would also prefer the game to be in Tampa so that he can get booed, but he won't be getting booed because fans don't like him, but only because he's playing for a division rival. Wait, is that what he said? Yes. He said he put that... And then the one in there, oh, I'm not going to get booed because they don't like me. It's because I'm playing for a division rival. Yes. He said that? Yes. Wow. That's a paraphrase. If anyone wants to find the exact quote that he said and it's something different, I'm all for it. He also said there are some folks in one buck place that he doesn't like. Ooh. Mr. Nice Guy McCoy. Ooh. Quote, they know who they are. Get out of here. I want to know who they are. Who are they? You got it? Any ideas? Like, probably. B.A., I think. He doesn't even know B.A. He don't like him. Dude, cut him. <laughs> and then he admits that he was upset when the Bucks gave away his number, but he's gotten over it. Well, that was obvious to everybody. I know. <laughs> except <laughs> Gerald McCoy. Apparently. When it happened, he was all like, oh, I don't care. You know, that's not, and then he's talking about, but it was disrespectful. The disrespect. It was disrespectful. We'll also be meeting another former Buck. In Javion Elliott. Oh, he's with the Panthers? He is with the Panthers. Huh. All right. Mark Carrier, who is... Oh, that, that reminds me. I wanted to say this, too. Uh, talk about Jerry McCoy going up against our offensive line. A lot of people are saying, oh, Jerry McCoy knows these guys. And also, there's the flip side. These guys know Jerry McCoy, too. You know, they've all practiced against each other for a long time, many years. This is not the same offensive line. We're not running. We, we don't do a whole lot of movement on this line. Or at least we didn't against that 49ers game. I mean, these guys are playing stout, and they're doing really good with the run. They're getting a lot of push with the run. Yeah, our run blocking is excellent. Yeah, Rojo had some huge holes. He's got some bursts, man. Yeah, he does. So, Gerald McCoy is going to be expecting one thing from this line, what he's been used to seeing with this line. and He's not going to be getting that. He's going to be getting in-your-face stout guys. Not these guys moving all around and all that. So it's fair to say he's probably going to get pushed out of the way a fair bit. I would imagine, yes. And I'm sure that these offensive linemen are chomping at the bit to play him. He only played, what was it? I sent you the I think 52% of the snaps. Okay, we'll say 52. Yeah, he only played 52% of the snaps with Carolina, but that was still more than Poe and Kwan Kwan Short. Yeah, they were both right in the, the... High forties, like forty eight percent or something like that. But yeah, Gerald's never—he's never, never going to get the snap count he he was used to getting with the Buccaneers. He's only on the field half the time now. He recorded one tackle, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I was like, "Oh look, Terry McCoy got a tackle." They ran into him and he fell on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I think. It's usually how it happens. 
executive director of football staff at Carolina, Mark Carrier, was a former Buccaneer as well. He was the Bucks' second leading receiver for yardage until Mike Evans broke that record. He was drafted by the Bucks in 1987 and played his first six seasons with the team. That was before I was born. Just throwing that out there. Youngin. Get off my lawn! <laughs> so he's the Carolina Executive Director of Football Staff. He is. There you go. Staying in the business. We have a few players that could break some franchise records. Cam Brate has three games with multiple touchdown receptions. If he gets one more, he would tie Jimmy Giles for the most games by a tight end in team history. Oh, good for you. I'd like to see Cam get that. He should have had it. He should have had it the last oh, game. That one touchdown he got was beautiful where the he caught it, twinkle-toed it. You know who was the best at that was Mike Williams. Yeah. 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 We won't say any more about him. He was too busy about his musical career. Yes. Levante David has 10 career interceptions. If he gets one more, he will surpass David Lewis for the second most by a linebacker. Derek Brooks holds the record with 15. Wow, David could catch up to Derek Brooks. He sure could. Ooh, that'd be something. Vernon Hargraves, his pick six for 15 yards could help him become the first Buccaneer in three seasons to have consecutive games with an interception. The last Buccaneer that did so was your boy, Keith Tandy. Keith Candy. <laughs> in 2016. So he needs... Okay, so he needs an interception. He needs an interception. Yeah, okay, that's uh, that's easy. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think they're going to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. It's all going to go to McCaffrey behind the line of scrimmage every day. Did you watch that game? Yeah, you watched it with me. I was me. right here you know? with you. <laughs> it was like the McCaffrey show. It was crazy. He had 128 yards rushing and then 81 yards pa- receiving. <laughs> That's insane. It was crazy. Oh, almost got him in the draft, too. Ugh. He was he picked aver- right before me. I was so mad. I was like, oh! He averaged 6.7 yards a carry rushing. That is insane. That's against the Rams, too. That was against the Rams. Yes. But guess what? What? They lost. <laughs> I was so wanting the Saints to lose when the Texans came back and scored. Man. I was like, that's it. We we were fi- we were high five and we were like, that's it. But uh, you give Drew Brees the ball back. Yeah, with. that was nuts. And then what was it, a 58-yard field goal? Mm-hmm. Dang. Beat his career record. I know. That was a good game, though. It was a fun, entertaining game. It would have been much better if the Saints would have lost. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, you know, in preseason, the Saints looked spectacular. I know. I hate even saying this, but they look like they did the year that they went to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't say they look better. They got Taysom Hill and Kamar. He's insane. He That Hill is insane. He does special teams. He plays wide receiver. He plays running back. And he quarterback. They had actually, yeah, Drew Brees threw him a touchdown pass. Yeah. It was. Oh. And I think he hits people. Yeah, he's tough. He looks just like Drew Brees. He has the same style about him, uh, almost same the same build. build, and he throws the same everything. If you don't look at the number, you can't tell the difference until he starts running. And then you go, damn, Drew Brees looks fast. For an old guy. Big and fast, yeah. And he doesn't run out of bounds either. He'll, he lowers his shoulder, puts the boom on guys. I hate him. I think it's what you said where they're just trying to get him incorporated in the offense so then when Drew Brees is ready to retire, it's a really seamless transition. Yeah, he had, I want to say, 52 offensive snaps all of last year. And in that game, 
last night, he probably had 10, if not more. So he's going to be much more involved this year, and I think they're they're trying to do the transition. Although they got Teddy Bridgewater is the second string, and he's good. That just sucks. We got three great tight ends. They got three great quarterbacks. Well, we got a shot at the wild card anyway. It's going to be a fight between us and them for the division <laughs> championship. I hope so. Cam Newton had 239 yards. Rushing? Passing. passing. He had 72.1 quarterback rating. Did he rush any? <laughs> no, he had negative two yards. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. And one interception, no touchdowns. Yeah, they didn't do as much of the play option as they normally do. They don't want him getting hit. No, probably. I think they are like, okay, we got to stop this having Cam Newton run a lot. Well, and then he had the ankle injury in preseason, so that may have limited him a little bit. They rested McCaffrey today. He was on the injury report. That guy. Ugh, well, you know, I know they're gonna they gotta rest him up so he can beat the shit out of us tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. I'm nervous. We need to put uh, Devin Smith and Levante David on him. Just just have them spy him the whole game. Yeah. It takes two people to tackle him. Yeah. What is up with our division? We got McCaffrey with the Panthers. We got Kamara with the Saints. We've got Matt Ryan with the Falcons. Julio Jones with the Falcons. New, uh, Drew Brees with the Saints. Taysom Hill with the Saints. Michael Thomas. Cam Newton. You know, what? what is up with this? Why can't we Is there be another in a division? division that, I know. Yeah, like the, the AFC East without Patriots. We would be the Patriots in a division like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just so annoying. It is annoying. So what else we got with the Panthers? All right, let's go through the injury report. We've got Blaine Gabbert on there, no surprise, hasn't practiced. OJ, Ronald Jones, Rakeem Nunez-Rochez, Devin White, and Bobo. All full practice. All right, so none of them were No guys. issues. They're on Except the for Blaine Gabbard. Right. Blaine Gabbard's like the worst. Devin White's only on there because of the tonsillitis. Rakeem Nunez-Rochez is on there for the finger, which that's what he hurt in the game. Mm-hmm. So. Got right back out there and started playing. He too. sure did. Went and taped that thing up. I like him. Yeah, me too. The Panthers, on the other hand, safety Rashawn Golden has a groin injury. He hasn't practiced all week. Bruce Irvin... Has a hamstring. He hasn't practiced. Greg Olson has a back injury. Hasn't practiced. Tackle Greg Little had a concussion. He's been in full practice. And then Christian McCaffrey, they rested him Tuesday. Yeah. He practiced Monday. Don't look like they're doing too bad either. I looked into, for shits and giggles, how B.A. has performed against the Panthers in his career as a head coach. They haven't matched up much. Twice in the playoffs and then twice during the regular season. And B.A. is 1-3 and three against them. That's not good. Now, two losses came in the playoffs. Good. Yeah. The only win came in 2013. So, he's lost every game against them since. Well, we're going to change that. It's going to be 2-3 and three after Thursday night. You're such a good homer. I sure am. <laughs> I'm not worried about this game at all, to be honest with you. Really? I'm no. freaked out a little bit. I'm more excited to watch McCoy go up against our offensive line. Well, that's a little bit why I'm freaked out. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do anything. It's just don't want his side to win. No, we do not. I will say, I have repeatedly said this, if Mark Duffner could figure out the Patriot, I mean the Panthers, figure it out how to beat them, containing Cam Newton... 
then I think Todd Bowles has this. And as long as we can, you can't completely stop McCaffrey, but if you can limit their offense to only McCaffrey, then I think you see a chance. I think you got to limit McCaffrey to 80 yards and a touchdown. I think that's his his floor. You ain't, you ain't gonna stop him getting 80 yards and touchdowns. Hell no, the Rams. He got over 200 yards rushing and receiving, and two touchdowns. Ugh. He had the most reception yards. Yeah. He had all the carries. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he was in for 100 percent of the snaps. And damn near just about 100 percent of the yardage. <laughs> yeah. He, he's really the only thing they've got anymore. And Greg Olson is. Pretty much done. Yeah. And he's injured every year now and limping around. Yeah, he's on the injury report. And he got 36 yards against the Rams on four receptions. Other than that, that's it. I mean, there is nobody else on that team that bothers me at all except Christian McCaffrey. So we're going to shut him down to 80 yards in the touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's shutting him down. <laughs> and I think I think our secondary is going to do pretty well. I think, I think our whole defense is going to do well. I think we're going to get some push up the middle with our meat. And uh, Cam's going to throw some stupid passes like he normally does. We're going to intercept him. You know, that was my thought watching Jameis. He looked like Cam Newton. He looked like Cam Newton. Yes. Well. With those ducks of a pat, you know. Yeah. yeah. Defensively, I'm not too worried about them. I mean, you know, they got a pretty decent front seven, but I think we can take them. I know we can take them. They held Jared Goff to 186 yards. One touchdown, one interception. He had a 69.0 quarterback rating. Todd Gurley had 97 yards, 6.9 average with 14 carries. Malcolm Brown had 53 yards on 11 carries, 4.8 average. Robert Woods had two carries for 16 yards and an 8-yard average. So I think we're going to be able to run on them. I'm not sure. <laughs> Unleash some Peyton or some Yeah, they had as many rushing yards as they did passing. 166 rushing to 186 receiving. I'm just glad the Panthers lost. Yeah, barely. 30-27. to So the game's going to be on Thursday night. It is going to be Thursday night football. You can watch that on the NFL Network and CBS. Is it CBS? Yeah, it might be CBS. No, it's going to be on Fox. So you can watch it on Fox TV. NFL Network, or you can live stream it on Amazon Prime. That's good to know. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. And uh, Fubo TV too, whatever that is. The game starts at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you get uh, all your rooting done because we're just going to stomp these turkeys. You want to do a score prediction? Yeah, here was our score prediction last week. Molly said that the Buccaneers were going to beat the 49ers 28-17. I said that the Buccaneers were going to beat the 49ers 32-14. I came close, but the exact opposite. I think I came closer. <laughs> yes, you did if I you want to be. Yeah. I was trying to be so, funny. Yeah. I got the that score was... right. I just picked the wrong winner. <laughs> <laughs> I got the score right. I just picked the wrong winner. All right. What you got for this game? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna think that we're going to let it rip. So I'm going to go with, let's see, I said 32 last week. I'm going to say 34 this week. 34, 34-14. Who's winning? We are. The Buccaneers are. No, 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 no. 34-17. I'll give him a field goal. We're mad now. You know, Jameis wants to prove him his worth. He's probably smacking himself all week from that bad performance. All right. What do you got? Don't, you, don't divorce me. You're going to bet that Carolina is going to win? I am. Score. You know, a divorce is only $200, right? <laughs> Not that I've looked into it or anything. <laughs> yeah, how do you know <laughs> that? Like it's, it's, a, 
It's only a form you got to file, and then it's $200. So I've heard. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> What's your score? 31-24. 31 going to the Panthers? Yeah. I got to find another co-host to do this podcast with <laughs> somebody who's a true fan. So what do you think? You think they're going to beat us how? With McCaffrey? Yeah. I just, and I hate saying this. I support Jameis, but my confidence is a little lower. My confidence took some shots last week. Yeah. That was tough, man. It was tough. I hope he can shake it. I think he can. I think it he has to. It is one game. I don't think it's our season. But he's got to get those things corrected. He's got to. Yeah. And this has been an issue with him ever since he's been in the league. Can't believe you're picking Panthers. It is at the Panthers. Right. We got to travel. It's a short week. This is almost the scenario that we said would be absolutely horrible. If if we lose to San Francisco and then go to Carolina and lose there and Jerry McCoy gets has a good, good performance, there's a large possibility PA might lose this locker room. I don't think he loses the locker room, but I don't think the fan base is going to have a whole lot of patience for it. Well, if you get rid of Quan Alexander and then you get rid of Jerry McCoy and then you lose to both those guys, the team is going to go, all right, this coaching staff and GM don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, don't know. It's possible. I'm just saying it's possible. But it's not going to happen because we're not going to lose to the Panthers. And you're going to be wrong. <laughs> and I'm going to mock you on this podcast for it. You know, I'm not going to mock you if you're right. I mean, if you're wrong. The Panthers played the Rams. Good team. Went to the playoffs last year. Went to the Super Bowl last year. Got trounced in the Super Bowl, but they did go to the Super Bowl last year. The Panthers played the Rams, and they lost. Close close game, 27-30. The Falcons played the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings, good team, good defense, good offense, good coach. They went to the playoffs last year. Falcons lost to the Vikings. Close game. We played the 49ers. A not very good team last year, and we got beat, and it wasn't close. It was actually a lot closer. The game was, was pretty close until the last few minutes of the game. So, yeah, it, that right there doesn't look good. You know, I mean, our division rivals are getting beat by really good teams. We're getting beat by not really good team. And then New Orleans goes out Sunday night and puts on a great show and beats a good team in the last minute, last second. It's a long season. We're the best team in the division. They just don't know it yet. We don't know it yet. We got this, man. We got this. Seriously, our defense looked really good. Yeah, I thought so, too. Our offensive line looked good. And that's the key to beating the Panthers is a good defense. Because our offense isn't that great. Except Christian McCaffrey. Right. But you can keep yourself in the game. So I'm not saying that we don't have a chance. Oh, no. It's already down. You said uh, (laughs) Carolina's going to win 31-24. So you're sleeping on the couch tonight. All right, guys. Well, uh, game is Thursday night. Be there. Be square. Be there or be square. And until then. Go Bucks.